Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the PowerCat Podcast, GoPowerCat.com's Kansas State Athletics Show. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, from the GPC Studios, here's your host, GoPowerCat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to this special edition of the PowerCat Podcast, a breaking recruiting podcast. Tim Fitzgerald and Ryan Wallace as Wally drives back to Kansas City from Mays slash Wichita following the commitment of Avery Johnson to play quarterback at Kansas State. On Tuesday, complete coverage can be found at GoPowerCat.com. And I don't even know what to call this. Is this breaking or recruiting, Wally? But I know this. It was one heck of a day. Just try to sum up the day and uh, what took place with Avery Johnson's commitment. Well, I think the, the thing that sums it up, and I don't know for those that obviously weren't you know, in the gymnasium with us at Mays, how well you could hear it, you could feel it through the live stream uh, through CBS Sports HQ, but the eruption that happened in the Mays gymnasium when Avery Johnson pulled out that script cat's white hat um, pretty much sums up, I think, a lot of different things about this recruitment. I think from the fans' point of view, it was finally, finally Kansas State gets the number one player in the state uh, a kid that's a four-star player um, that has been as wanted by K-State and other programs, for that matter, for well over a year. And also, I think, a sense of relief for Avery Johnson that this whirlwind of a recruitment that, you know, even teams trying to get involved with him over the course of the last month is finally done. And he even mentioned afterwards that the chance for him to just be a kid again the chance for him to go and, and recruit other guys the way that people were recruiting him. Uh, it, it, it was just the perfect finish line that I think everybody had envisioned on, on both sides, both Avery and his family, as well as everybody involved with Kansas state. Yeah, it was interesting to watch it. I was of course back here in the studio watching. I think CBS turned down the volume because it was so loud, at least on the feed I was watching. It sounded like they just shut off the sound because I think it might've thrown the gate on the speakers and was a little bit too much because everyone talked about how loud it was, but I didn't really hear it. Um, and that it was a big crowd, but from you know the camera angle, you didn't get a sense of that. But wow, it was so well put together. Avery handled it extremely well. And, uh, you know, I kind of leaked this out a little bit on Twitter, but you and, and Zach Carlson and Cole Carmody from our staff, Shane Howard wasn't able to go, former video uh, producer for us. It's going to help us out with this project. But we got something really cool cooking in the background that will appear hopefully later this week at Go Powercat. Give people a little preview. Yeah, I mean, basically, you know, without giving too much away, um, just 
had an opportunity and thank the Johnson family enormously for just allowing us access into this day, uh, decision day for Avery. Um, essentially, we were able to kind of be there from start to finish on what was a really eventful day for the family. There was a lot that went into it behind the scenes. And again, we were fortunate enough to you know, be allowed kind of a behind the scenes look. They, they pulled back the curtain for us and we got to see, you know, both how unique of a day this was for Avery, um, but also, as we hope you'll see, kind of what a normal day it was for Avery. Uh, and that's just the way he's wired. You know, I, I think for as much excitement as he had, um, you know, going into the actual ceremony itself, um, much of the rest of the day was fairly normal for him. And to give you an idea of just how normal, and, and I'll be honest with you, Fitz, I can't remember, I don't know if, the, if I've ever come across a, a prospect like this before. Maybe there's some out there that are wired this way, but here's Avery Johnson, just has the, the, the culmination of his athletic career, you know, come to a head today, committing to Kansas State, most kids his age would go back and have a massive celebration and a dinner party and, and this, that, and the other. And I, I would imagine that that might happen later this evening for he and his family. They were planning on having kind of a, a barbecue type gathering at their house. But instead of going back and immediately doing that, following the ceremony and spending time with his friends, he's out 90 plus degree heat on the turf maze field, literally took his suit off, put a K-State uh, T-shirt on, athletic shorts, found a football, found a receiver in Justin Stevens from Mays. Justin Hoover, who is his private trainer, came up from Kansas City to enjoy the commitment and then go right into an hour-plus-long session with Avery, who just came off the Elite 11. I mean, that's just – it's how he is. And, again, that's why I said for his – as happy and excited as he was for this day, it was also just another Tuesday, Fitz. It was uh, it was impressive to hear what Steve Wolfong from the 24-7 Sports uh, crew had to say about him, how impressive he is. I knew he was a great all-around athlete, but until today I didn't realize he was a 4-0 student. And uh, he plans on graduating in December, correct? Ryan and, and that is that is current on campus and and that is a big step forward in being prepared to play if he's called upon early in his career. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's eerily similar similar fits to to Josh Freeman um, in terms of the hype, in terms of uh, the early arrival, in terms of kind of the direction that K State is at. Obviously, I think. You know, with Ron Prince, there was there was hope with Josh Freeman because it was a turnover of staffs. In this case, this, the staff isn't turning anything over. Maybe if you consider Colin Klein taking over the uh, play calling duties on offense, but really, it's it's more about kind of turning a new leaf, if you will. That this staff has finally kind of set their foundation, uh, and this might be kind of their first class to really have th- have a a roster that is fully in place of. Their style and the way they want to run things. So again, I, I get a, a lot of similarities to Josh Freeman, and obviously, K State fans will hope that Avery's a little bit different. But in the same sense, Josh ended up being a first-round pick and set a, a hell of a lot of records at Kansas State too. So um, you know, I, I, I the way that everything has panned out, I just going through today. You know, Jake Waters. I remember that commitment being a big one. 
um, because there was some mystery around it. Um, there maybe wasn't as much mystery around where Avery was going to decide today. I think a lot of signs started pointing to K-State, you know, over the last month, if not longer. Um, but as far as just the buzz that's being generated and the, uh, the, the competition that I think K-State overcame to win this, win over this young man, uh, very similar to Josh Freeman for me. Okay, give us the Ryan Wallace scouting report of Avery Johnson as a quarterback. You know, it's interesting. Uh, it's hard to pinpoint, you know, a, a quarterback at Kansas State and, and really in the pros that I think really fits him. You know, I mean, he's he's the definition of a dual threat. He can do everything. But as we saw at the Elite 11 and as myself, Kevin Flaherty and other colleagues at 247 have been trying to you know, shout from the rooftops for the better part of a year. I mean, he's a much more polished passer than you, than you think he is. And he's only getting better. So, you know, you want to talk about, you know, dual threat guys like, you know, a Bishop or a Roberson, but uh, you know, Avery is pretty twitchy. Um, You know, I would, I would argue he's probably as athletic and mobile a quarterback that K-State has had, Um, you know, probably, a bishop, um, I'm, you know, maybe an Allen Webb comes to mind as a guy that that had some some wheels and could do some stuff outside the pocket. But you know, I think Avery trumps him in in the passing category, just as a, a pocket passer and his presence of being able to read defenses and pick some things apart. His arms getting stronger. Um, so I think you know, as far as a, a player comp, it's hard to do. But I think the best way that I can frame it is just that he is the definition of a dual threat, and he's a guy that's just an absolute playmaker. But I think the thing that I don't know has gotten stressed enough about Avery in talking to people that have grown up around him, and in talking to the people today, Gary Guzman, his coach at Mays, um, you know, Justin Hoover, obviously who's his private trainer, but also. Uh, is a veteran on the Elite 11 circuit, was out with Avery as a coach at the Elite 11 finals. This is a kid that doesn't wilt under pressure. Uh, Every single moment going back to Little League football, he seems to rise up when the competition is highest and when the lights are brightest. And so I, I would say that from a scouting standpoint, that stands out as much as anything. And I'm, I'm also glad, Fitz, you mentioned the GPA because I, I think it, it really goes to show that he's got a complete package on and off the field, incredibly dedicated um, and uh, incredibly motivated. Uh, his work ethic is through the roof. So like I said, a guy that will not wilt under pressure, a kid that wants to be the best, and a kid that can basically keep plays alive as a playmaker both inside and outside the pocket. You know, I look at him and I've you know only seen highlights. I haven't gone and seen him in a full game. But I see physically L. Roberson, but I, I think he has more straight line speed than L did. Maybe L had a little more wiggle to him. But L took a while to develop himself as a thrower. As a sophomore, when he was sharing time as a starting quarterback, it wasn't so good. That was, you know, kind of a messy season for, for K-State um, in 2001 when they struggled a little bit. And, and I think Avery's much more advanced as a 
pocket passer that can also run. I'm just intrigued by him. I don't really see many comparisons to him. I can't pick up a comparison. He doesn't have the huge Patrick Mahomes arm, but he's he kind of has that overlapping athletic ability as Mahomes was a baseball player on top of everything and um, just being such a multifaceted athlete fascinates me but at the end of the day Wally you can talk about his physical attributes all you want and they're special but I think this kid takes it to the next level with this Colin Klein like emphasis on the the preparation on the just the raw leadership he's as natural a leader it's not forced it's not pressed but people want to be around Avery Johnson uh, and you couple that then with the work ethic and man I, I just think he has the ability to elevate everyone around him and that might be his greatest trait I'm so glad you brought that up because it reminded me of a story that was told to me today one of many about Avery uh, but it deals with uh, the Elite 11 that was just this past week And again, for those listening that aren't aware of what the Elite 11 is, it is the pinnacle uh, of high school quarterbacks. It is the best of the best. Uh, I believe there are 19 or 20 kids that are invited. And obviously, as the as the name says, you want to be part of the Elite 11. You want to be part of what's believed to be. And it's a rigorous process, too. Um, You want to be one of the top 11 quarterbacks in your class for any given year. Avery Johnson accomplished that last week. But one of the coolest stories that was told to me today, um, and, and I'm not sure if it comes off with Avery all the time uh, in interviews and such, because um, he is a he's a very he's a very uh, wise kid for his age, and so uh, sometimes he comes off almost ultra humble, ultra subtle. But there is a charisma to him. Don't be fooled. And the story that was told to me what happened in the Elite 11, and there was a bus ride coming back that was taking the players basically from the high school they were competing at back to the hotel where the coaches and the uh, players themselves were, were housed for three days in Los Angeles. And there was a coach that leaned over to Justin Hoover, who again, Avery's private trainer, uh, but also an Elite 11 coach, and said, check out your boy back there. Justin Hoover turns around and eight to nine of the best quarterbacks in the country are gathered in this kind of school bus or shuttle bus, if you will, circling around the seat that Avery Johnson is in. And he's just simply commanding the space. They're laughing, but they're hanging on his every word because they just want to be around him. And again, you can talk all day about what he accomplished as a passer you know, his overall performance, but man, that's a, that's an enormous takeaway to be among the, you know, top guys at the most important position in, in the sport and to have a kid from Wichita, Kansas, who's kind of believed to be soft-spoken, just naturally carry, uh, you know, that type of group. It, it speaks volumes. That's a really cool story. Yeah, I I was just uh as I kind of viewed him from outside because I've stayed out of it. You get you handle this so well. I'm just kind of blown away by by the kid and how he handled the recruiting process in in this era of so many kids getting kind of caught up in it and parents getting caught up in it sometimes really beginning to maybe collect the offers and 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 be about the offers more than coming to a 
really personal decision on what's best for them. He seemed very focused and almost like a he would file things away. And, you know, this is what I want, and then put this in the drawer and move on to the next visit and, and just go about his business. Uh, I I just was kind of blown away. Didn't get caught up in the hoopla of going to Oregon or Washington. They, they didn't quite meet what he wanted. And uh, there we go. He, he just stayed at home with Kansas State and a huge victory for the Wildcats. Yeah, I mean, again, again, and again, he came back even today saying, you know, was asked a question by Kansas State. You know, a lot of it hinged around Colin Klein, but it wasn't, you know, oh, Coach Klein said that, you know, I'm his guy. Coach Klein promised me this. Coach Klein, it was never that. It was the Coach Colin Klein and really the entire Kansas State staff, you know, A, made him feel loved, um, but B, were, were straight with him from beginning to end. Avery's the type of kid that can pick up on the sales pitch type stuff. You know, he never once mentioned you know, flashy uniforms, NIL deals, you know, this, that, and the other that has kind of become the norm with recruiting. It's That's never been what he bought into with Kansas State. It's always been that they were there from the beginning with him, that they always stayed consistent, and that they always were straightforward with him and told him that, you know, they were going to love him as much if he were a Wildcat as if he weren't. And you know, the other thing that I think is important to note here, and again, it was a kind of a topic of conversation around Wichita today, which is, I don't, I think the narrative gets lost a little bit that, you know, nationally, maybe, oh, here's the top ranked kid in Kansas that's staying home with Kansas State, that, that K-State didn't really earn this victory that, you know, they had some things go their way. And, and I think, there, there are elements about that that are true, but this, this idea that, oh, well, the Kansas kid stayed home. No, this is a national recruit that decided to stay home. Um, let's, not, let's not get things twisted. So I think that's an important thing to keep in mind here is, you know, again, this isn't just one that, you know, grew up a K-State fan and wanted to play at K-State. This was, this was one that K-State won. This was one that a lot of national teams would have loved to have had, and he's headed to Manhattan. How important was it for Colin Klein to be named offensive coordinator for this to take place? Everything. It meant everything. And you can ask Avery Johnson himself. Uh, I mean, flat out, had, you know, Courtney Messingham or really you could argue anyone else been hired for that role, I think K-State would have always been in contention. Uh, because I think the way, again, the way that the staff um, always, you know, made Avery feel appreciated and, and wanted. Uh, and again, you know, having some of his childhood friends on the commitment list, he was always going to give them a long and serious, wholehearted look. But straight up, I can tell you if Courtney Messingham was still the offensive coordinator. And again, so disrespect to Courtney Messingham, they could have hired somebody else. Uh, he was not going to he was not interested in playing that offense. And Colin Klein, Klein came in, uh, a coach that has been his lead recruiter all along, but also a coach that I think Avery really can can see the the things that we we already know knew about Colin Fitz covering him as a as a quarterback. He's an extremely intelligent. Um, he is, you know, he is the playbook, and he's he's kind of always been that way. He knows stuff inside and out, and 
I think Avery picked up on that real quick, but he also picked up on the fact that Colin Klein wants to get back to attacking defenses and he wants to let playmakers make plays. Let's let's, you know, we don't have to be, you know, Cliff Kingsbury and Lincoln Riley, but we can go out there and be a little bit more up tempo. We can go out there and, and, you know, look down the field a little bit more and, and strike some more fear into, into teams. And that's right up Avery Johnson's alley. So again, perfect storm where if Colin Klein is not named the OC, I'm not sure any of this today happens. Okay, what's this mean overall for this recruiting class, and what's next as as we kind of get greedy here and look to the horizon and wonder, will Avery Johnson aid K-State in getting another really solid player? Just give us a little preview of what might be coming on the horizon. And it's, it's enormous. I had several different people uh, reach out to me either through social media or text message today um, that are well-connected folks, I would say, that, that – are under the belief that this is just the beginning, um, that things are about to get nuts for K-State, uh, was as, as one person put it. Um, and, and I mean that not only in the 2023 class, because obviously Avery Johnson said it several times today, Josh Manning is priority one for him uh, moving forward. He stroke, struck up a, a great bond with Josh when they had their official visits overlap in June. Um, Josh is a four-star wide receiver out of uh, Lee Summit, in Missouri, Lee Summit High School, uh, you know, there was a thought that, you know, it looked like he was going to commit um, to K-State or someone on uh, July 3rd, pulled back on that. But Avery seems to think that, that you know, now that his commitment is, is really intact and official publicly that, you know, maybe he can really go after Josh with some serious momentum. Now he's got, you know, Dylan Edwards to help him and, you know, the likes of others. So, I think Josh is one first and foremost that comes to mind in 2023. But again, having some more conversations today, I think this gets the ball rolling in 2024 too, because you're going to see offensive playmakers, linemen, uh, you know, on that side of the ball that are going to say, I want to, I want to protect that quarterback. I want to play with that quarterback. And I think it will even translate over on defense too, because you're going to have defenders that are going to go, okay, we know the offensive side of the ball is taken care of. I'll play for that defense because I know Avery Johnson is going to be the quarterback. And so offensive wise, we're going to be, we're, we're solid. I'll come in and play on that defense. So there's a, there's a strong indication and a real belief around the industry that today was monumental for K-State's future. Again, not just in 2023, but 2024, 2025. Now I say that the one caveat fits with, which is, you know, probably, yeah, common knowledge or common sense is that uh, the, the one thing Avery Johnson might do is prevent some other high caliber quarterbacks from joining the room. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's the type of kid again, not just because of his on the field talent, but again, the way he's, we would expect him to really uh, carry and, and quickly lead a locker room that he's a guy that I think it, it will quickly be picked up upon that. This is going to be Avery's team for a minute. Um, so maybe that's the one position but never say never. But, uh, you know, offensively and defensively, I think this could be, uh, you know, a real momentum shift and boost that Chris Kleiman's staff has been really working hard to get to. Well, great job. It was uh, fun watching from afar. And uh, we've got a lot of stuff planned for the rest of this week surrounding the Avery Johnson commitment, some more analysis, and, of course, our, our big project that will be rolling out on Friday our little documentary, if you want to call it that, about everything that went on today in Mays, and you guys were behind the scenes the whole day. 
You did a great job building that relationship and helping get this on HQ for CBS. And it was a cool day. It was a cool day for K-State. It was a good day for Go Powercat. And uh, it's it's fun to have them recruiting at this kind of level. Wally, let's be blunt here. We've gone through a lot of years of covering recruiting when it was pretty mundane. And it was uneventful. And it was a lot of grind to it. And and this is this is the good stuff, isn't it? This is the stuff that we've been waiting for, Fitz. Yeah. This is the this is the stuff we've been wanting to cover and and cover in a very unique way, which I hope was accomplished today, and and hopefully it won't be the end of that. So yeah, uh, I think just to, just like this is kind of the beginning of hopefully kind of a, a new chapter in K State football recruiting. You know, hopefully this is a new chapter in you know the way that we're able to cover and hopefully kind of we raise the expectation for not only football but for hoops recruiting too. So. You know, to the Go Powercat subscribers, uh, thanks for being with us on Avery's journey. But hopefully this is just the, the first of many. Very good. Make sure you check out all of our coverage at GoPowerCat.com. We appreciate you subscribing. And if you're not, if you're still listening with us on Tuesday night until 11 p.m. Central, we have a great special of two months for one buck. Get you all the way up to kick off of the 2022 Kansas State football season. And we had a lot of people take advantage of that today as the family at GoPowerCat continues to grow and our coverage continues to roll. Ryan Wallace, great job today in Mays. I appreciate you leading the effort with the Avery Johnson coverage, and and I know our subscribers also appreciate it. And like you said, much more to come, isn't there? Yes, very much. We hope. Thank you, Fitz. You bet. Okay, everyone, make sure you listen later in the week with more of the PowerCap podcast. We'll have the questions and the overtime still to come. I'm Fitz. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the PowerCat podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.